Crusaders and welcome to another edition of Batman the Animated Series Podcast. I'm your host Alex Robson and with me as always is my co-host, my brother, comic book artist and writer and the Robin to my Batman, it's Mr. Will Robson. Say hello, Will. Why am I Robin? Because I'm the older I was brother. forced to as a child, which oh. then <laughs> got me curious and Nightwing and now I really like the character Nightwing because I was never allowed to be Batman as a kid. Yeah, that's that's why because I've always I've always been Batman, and you're the Robin to my Batman. That's the reason why Nightwing was the first comic I ever collected back in the nineties. Okay, mean, so it's I going into New York City to Midtown Comics and and picking up a bunch of those in like ninety eight. And every time I get comps from Marvel, they're always wrapped in a Midtown Comics bag, and it makes me feel nostalgic every time I see it. Oh, that's quite nice. I like that. Well, there you go. So I've just brought you a good memory. You're welcome. And painful memories of me never being able to be Batman. (laughs) Oh, so did you ever manage to be Batman? Was there a time where you're like, I I can do this? I was Batman uh, Halloween 2008. Did you feel special? No, I felt I was very fat. (laughs) <laughs> and I made the costume. I already owned, for some reason, a Tim Burton Batman mask. Um, and I, the rest of the costume was made literally from going to like the Goodwill or Salvation Army and putting together like a gray sweatshirt, gray sweatpants, black pants over the top of that. And uh, someone already had a Batman utility belt, so I just wore that. But it was from the new films, and <laughs> I looked a mess. Oh, and I made. I made bat gauntlets out of like cardboard that I painted black and made little cardboard things sticking out. Do you know what, man? That's just reminded me. I don't think I've ever even told you this before. So there was a period where, obviously, you know this, where um, university basically kicked me out for a semester, right? Yeah. So I was 19, living at, back at home, and you were not happy that I was taking over that whole space uh, in my bedroom. But anyway, um, I was back. And no friends around. Everyone was off having a great time. And I was just like, this sucks. And I'm on my own. And as as we mentioned, I think the last podcast we mentioned, my obsession with Batman the Animated Series became even more where I like bought yeah, the DVDs. And yeah, we went them. to Borders, which obviously doesn't exist anymore. And I remember you were so excited seeing that they had like the Batman the Animated Series. And this is so you and it's still you today. Like you went and you're like, oh, it's really expensive for all of them. So you're like, I bought what you only bought one. And then I just remember like you watching it and then you drove like before the store shut that day and just bought the rest of them. Did I really? Oh, yep. I don't even remember that. Uh, that does sound like me though. So yeah. And I was working like my old job at the music shop and I just wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't happy. So <laughs> I like being on my own watching Batman and uh, even especially mask of the phantasm as well this was like a big influence where it was like seeing what batman was like before batman right like he's putting on the balaclava and he's like going out and he's like i'm a vigilante but he hasn't figured out he's batman yet well for some stupid reason i wanted to do the same thing in almost <laughs> what at 19 years old in <laughs> In the, in the most the suburbs of rich yes. side of New Jersey. Yeah, the most suburban, quiet area of New Jersey. I thought, why not have a go? So I You're sp- joking. I'm not, dude. There was a night where I put on like all of this like black gear and like a balaclava, and I was like, right, I'm gonna go out and patrol for a night, yeah? Well, you just thought like a burglar. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> which I realized when I was like walking around and someone looked out their window. It was actually a parent of one of my friends who lived like across the way and saw me. And I was like, oh, I look like a burglar. <laughs> I like sprinted back. Well, I had a cigarette. I just sat, like, I sat outside. Very Batman, having a bag (laughs) of of long, like, night of Judy. But there was a night where I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, like, go out and I'm going to, like, try and be, like, a ninja in the shadows and look for crime and stuff. At 19. At 19, really were. You really were in a bad state of hand. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I've been getting depressed a lot recently just because of like life and everything. But my therapy for that is looking at Lego sets that we had as children and just being like, right. and being like, I remember that we had this. And your answer is, I'm gonna put a paraclava <laughs> on and fight crime. <laughs> well, good luck where you live now. Good luck doing that. You get stabbed immediately. Jesus yeah, Christ! I would, I would, exactly. I would. I would definitely end up on the, the on the evening news. As so, what <laughs> crime were you expecting to find in like the streets of suburban New Jersey? I don't know. I was just walking around and just wanted to feel cool and like I was actually doing it, but I wasn't doing it at all. I was just like basically going for a night run with a balaclava on, oh and <laughs> not finding any crime, but looking like a criminal. Beverly Hills Ninja one about <laughs> uh, you, you have never told me that that's the yeah. story I, i've never knew you tell me a lot of things you're very open to me about your whole entire life some would say a bit too much but i appreciate it <laughs> but uh, you've never told me that story yep and i thought you know what it's a batman podcast it mainly was influenced by the animated series so what better time to tell you than now great i love it um all right moving on to our next category just like on the spider-man podcast how is the art life going for you especially because it's going to be dc related yeah well i randomly so i was I, I've worked so hard over the past couple of months. I, I wrote and drew that Casey Jones TNT story for IDW, which uh, I, I really enjoyed, uh, but it was a lot of hard work. And I stupidly wrote so many big, like it's it's annoying because usually you know, I'll show you scripts I've done before and be like, look at this fucking writer making me draw all these people fighting. Like what a piece of shit. I was that piece of shit to myself because I had an entire gang of like 25 people fighting a group of like nine people. It was a mess and it was it took a lot out of me and I was going to take a break. But then DC contacted me and was like, hey, we need some help quickly uh, for fill-ins on a book called Punchline. And Punchline is a character um, in DC comics that's fairly new. That's kind of like Joker's uh, version of Robin, I suppose. Like it's it's his ward technically, I believe, but I don't think I'm fully right on that. Um, and I was like, another chance to draw in Gotham City? Hell yeah, I'm in. Uh, so I had to get eight pages done in ten days, and I did it. And it was I, I really, really bummed. I was running on fumes towards the end. The last couple of pages I handed in, look, if you pick out that book, there's going to be some poopy pages in there, but there's also some good ones. I'll tell you that as well. Yeah, um, I mean, you say that, but you're your harshest critic. And I think to the reader, they don't pick up on that all the time. They're just like, just in the story. And it's, you know, it's eight pages. So they're not like, wow, the progression of page one to page six is just completely different. I don't well, think I, they I didn't draw page one to six, so that's fine. Okay, well, you know what I mean? The pages that, that you drew semantics <laughs> just being a bit bad don't worry about it you're uh, one of those anyway. crimin- you're one of those criminals i wanted to punch in the face <laughs> in new jersey at night so i just finished that project yesterday oh and, I, and 
Like today we we took our dog for a walk in a place we'd never gone before. And it was this amazing lake surrounded by all these like woods and paths. And we fell in love with it. We're going to go there all the time now. And it was just, I was like, I'm outside. Look, there's <laughs> other humans. <laughs> I can smell the fresh air. It was really great. So now I've got a week off. Um, I already have another book lined up, and that is a another Batman story. Which I, I mean, this year I've been doing working for, drawing Batman, which is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like the best comic book character in my opinion. The whole universe, I just love. Like, I love drawing Gotham City. I love drawing any. That's why I took Punchline because I'm like, hell yeah! Like, it was like, oh, uh, there's a fight happening in Ace Chemicals. I was like, say no more. I'm in. Like, Ace Chemicals is dope. That's sick, yeah. So this new story I'm doing, I can't talk about yet, um, but it's a 10-page story, and it's part of one of those DC anthology books. And I'm really looking forward to drawing it. I'm working with, um, I'm not going to say who it is, but it's a writer that I believe uh, won one of those DC uh, like writer challenges they do. Occasionally, they're like, do you want to write for DC Comics? Then submit a script and stuff and i think you submitted and won and, and now he's getting to write a book which is awesome sorry someone's at my front door oh um if so if someone submitted a script and then now they've won is the script that they submitted i have no idea okay i'd be curious to know if they were like well we're not going to use the one you submitted but do you want to write this story and they already had kind of the premise i don't know going. No idea. Um, you have to look into DC. I know Scott Snyder's involved in a lot of the like DC like writing class stuff, and like he, I think he does a lot of his own online tutelage. Okay, but it's cool. And you know what? I've worked for DC Comics now all year except for uh, the T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book, and they've treated me so well. They're an amazing company to work for. Everybody, all the editors are so nice. And they're really understanding of like schedule conflicts or this, that, and the other. And the book I just finished, like my editor said such nice stuff. He's like, this is really amazing. Like we're two for two on really good work. Like basically he's, he basically told me like, I'm just going to keep chugging you work um, whenever you're free. So well, that's what amazing um, to him. That's what we heard from uh, John Semper Jr., creator of Spider-Man, the animated series podcast, which you can listen to our two part interview on Spider-Man, the animated well, series. We podcast. are the creators of Spider-Man. The animated oh, series I just podcast. did. Yeah, we did. Creators of Spider-Man, the animated series. Um, yes. Anyway, he was saying when he was working with DC, because he's just completed a bunch of projects with them, how great they are and how much fun they are. They really are. I, I, they're, and, you know, the best thing about Batman is there's so many books to go around. Um, so I'm here for it. And you know what? I used to shit all over my work, but I think I draw a pretty fucking good Batman. So Hell yeah. I'm looking forward to continuing to draw Batman. All right. That sounds good. Now, buddy, we are going to move on. We're gonna we're gonna try this. Um for all listeners that don't listen to the Spider-Man show, we do a little skit with Kingpin oh, and Smythe. And this is usually where we go into What that is skit. this cave smythe that I look at? <laughs> <laughs> it's very dingy. Go over there science stuff and computer stuff. Is this a crime? Television uh, computer. So unfortunately, that's what we should do. Kingpin and Smythe go to the back cave. There you go. Scenario done. <laughs> what? Just Kingpin and Smythe in Gotham. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, uh, obviously, oh, Kingpin is very dingy here, Smythe. It's very typical. They are Marvel characters, and there are a plethora of Batman characters. I've had. Thank you to all the listeners that have written in, sending in all sorts of potential scenarios that we can do. It seems the one that has been the most requested, as far as the character, not the exact scenarios, but the character, is Alfred. 
Alfred well, seems we're posh be... English people. I suppose so. We do the Kingpin and Smythe. You know, Kingpin's quite the posh guy anyway. Um, so no, Alfred... I, I'm from Brooklyn. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, okay, can I hear your... I want to know, before we even try this, off mm. the cuff, on the pod, what's your Alfred sound like? I don't know. Well, he's a cheeky sod, Alfred. He is a cheeky sod. I mean, the episode we're about to review today is not. Yes, that's the Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. that we know and love. The one today did not have him voicing it because the first few episodes don't well, I, have I the do regular like a, voice. Hello. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's pretty good. I like that exaggerated version. I was thinking of that voice that you do. That could be quite oh, fun. Oh, dear. Yeah, I mean, the other one I remember is, um, I diapered your bottom, sir. I bloody well ought to. Like, I remember that mm-hmm. one is a good line. Um, oh, dear. How frightful. So we have a pretty fun... Well, we could do... Fucking hell, mate. It's me, fucking Alfred, isn't it? Oh, God, <laughs> blimey. We have... Yeah, it's me, Penny's word, isn't it? Penny's word. Just came word. from fucking Tottenham Court Road off to see Harry Kane. Smack one in the back of the fucking neck. <laughs> I was a fucking war medic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so we have... Uh, the idea that I was thinking is maybe using Alfred as our crux, as the one that we we obviously make fun of and people can write in and give us scenarios hello it's me alfred <laughs> <laughs> this is my voice you, i mean you can change it however you want i mean we'll we'll kind of go with it but uh i was thinking of superstitious cowardly skit does that oh, sound you're saying like you came up with that i literally came up with that and sent it to you in a message <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me like i'm supposed to play along like oh that's really good bud Okay, so what did you say? Like superstitious, cowardly skit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A superstitious, cowardly skit. It could be good or it could be shit. So there's our jingle. I thought, like, instead of making one, that's definitely that's going to be your little jingle that you if do. Someone could take that and like put a beat under it. That'd be great. Well, uh, give him a Remix clean recording. It. Give him a clean okay. recording. A superstitious, cowardly skit. It could be good or it could be shit. A superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked that one up then it's probably shit it's gonna be shit okay um so would you like to hear a scenario from someone named will has written in it's not me i didn't write it in. no it's a i wouldn't even know how to do that it's a listener it's a listener named will thompson Will Thompson. Will Thompson has said, Batman and Alfred are in the Batcave, and Batman is trying to solve the latest riddle left by the Riddler. Alfred solves it right away, but Bruce doesn't want him to ruin it and tells him to let him guess. <laughs> I love it. That's, that's really good, Will Thompson. It's good, isn't it? I, I like, like that, that one. That was my that was my favorite one out of all the ones. And thank you everyone again for writing in. And if we can stick with the Alfred theme, that's what we're gonna try and do. If it doesn't end up being funny, then we're just gonna bin it. But if it stays in this episode it's funny why don't you be batman and i'll be alfred okay so okay let me find Um, my batman and everyone's always allowed to switch around and stuff just as we do with kingpin and smite yeah exactly like occasionally i'll go to i mean because my alfred sir is not very good no that's good i know i think that's very good actually i might i might adopt that completely (laughs) it's me alfred yeah, that's pretty good. And then Batman, um, oh, Andrea. That's what I, I I always go to Andrea for hearing. Harvey, no. no. <laughs> so we're just going to have a really slow Batman where it's like, Alfred. <laughs> Wait, I could figure it out. <laughs> the Riddler has sent in the. <laughs> that's way too slow. That's like our rhino. 
Yeah. Hey, the widow from the Wido. Hey, man, there is a character named Rhino in this show that or, speaks um, like that. Maybe I'll make an appearance, but I'm not from the same universe, so I might there might be a contractual obligation with with Disney because Disney owns Marvel now and 20th Century Fox and apparently Doctor Who, which people are talking about. I can't. I don't watch this. Doctor Who. Stop I'm not. It. A, I'm not a Whovian. Uh, but I do like all the Who's down in Whoville. Once the Rhino gets going, he can't stop. I have uh, no friends. Please let me speak. <laughs> I have no friends. I tried to be a vigilante one night in suburban New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I put on a barrel claw, but it did not fit. <laughs> they thought I was a burglar. My horn stuck right through it. Uh, okay. So let's think about what's the riddle? What's like the what's the easy riddle that Alpha's just like, oh, sorry. And he's like, no, 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 don't tell me. <laughs> Um, I'm I am sh- shit at riddles. They are my kryptonite. I suck at riddles. Okay, so I've got I've got one. Yeah, I always as a kid when I heard this, it was in a James Bond movie. It was in Goldeneye, right? And Boris the um, bum, bum, bum. Boris the I am invincible. Mm-hmm. He he sends a riddle to the CIA that like totally stumps them. He's like I spiked them and he sends it and it's um. You sit, you sit on it, but you can't take it with you. What do you think it is? A chair? Yeah, that's his riddle. That Even me at like 10 years old, I'm like, a chair? And no one can figure it out. And then later on, Bond is told the riddle, and he's just like, a chair. And everyone's just like, oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's easy. Okay, so there's the riddle, yeah? Maybe that's the, that's the riddle that the Riddler send out. He's like, Batman, riddle me this. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be something a bit like deeper than that, like uh, like your laurels, like resting on your laurels or something like that. Nope, nope, it's just a chair. So you got it in one. So Batman, riddle me this. You sit on it, but you can't take it with you. And then Alfred goes, Oh, well, yeah, that's yeah, that's fairly easy one, right? Well, shall we get the no, 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 get, no, no, Batman, shall I get the no, Batmobile no, ready, no, sir? Alfred. I, I'm not there yet. Alfred, let me. Oh, I, this is oh, more my right. smile. Uh, this is more my smile. Alfred, no, now I'm yeah. going. Oh, I'll get your cough drop, sir. Hang no, on. No, okay. <clears throat> Alfred, listen. I haven't figured it out yet. Let me think. You sit on it, but you can't take it. my cape. I can't <laughs> wait. No, I can take my cape with me. Um, my... I think you should just do the Batman voice from those YouTube skits with the guy. <laughs> Little I'm a boy, bat. Sunday trousers, <laughs> a bag of steel-cut oats, <laughs> Invisalign braces. Um, okay, so yeah, did you try helicopter? <laughs> he just didn't want to admit that I got it so fast. <laughs> <laughs> It was bullets. He just didn't want me to be. I got so mad. Uh, I'm a bat. <laughs> you sit on it, but you can't take it with you. Um, uh, Talia Al Ghul's face. I sit on it all the time. You're sitting on her face, sir? Yeah, she loves it. <laughs> she's, she's submissive. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck it, Elsa. Alfred, help me out. Well, don't right. don't tell me. Just give me a clue. Give me a clue. Give me a clue. Name something that you sit on, Sam. My butt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and your butt sits on the throne of Gotham. <laughs> this is terrible. 
<laughs> is it the bat computer chair? <laughs> oh, it nearly, sir. <laughs> Remove a couple of words from that and you've got it. Bat. Yes. <laughs> computer chair. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> That was a really good battle. Let's go. To, let's go to the Ilios computer chair store, Alfred. Sir, there are no computer chair stores. There's a store for everything I got. <laughs> That's I it. Know, I like. I like I your it, Batman. I know it like the back of my hand, Alfred. <laughs> you have to get. Do you know it like the back of your chair, sir? <laughs> you keep on saying that, but I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Why do you keep on saying chair? All right, you're clearly suggesting you need a new chair. I'll get you one at the computer chair store. Calm down. Where are the other chairs going? Uh, all right. Well, you know what? That's not bad for our first skit. I we... think it's terrible for our first skit. <laughs> but, you know, we've thought that before, and then we've listened back and be like, that wasn't so bad. But maybe <laughs> this one's terrible. It could um, be shit. It was shit. Yeah. But thank you, Will Thompson, for writing in and giving us our first skit for this. Maybe podcast. I'll be a Batman and you could be Alfred. Switch yeah, that. maybe that. that we, we Again, we'll, we'll play it by ear, obviously. Alfred, I figured it out. <laughs> well, well, yes, sir. It's toilet. Toilet what? You sit on it and you have big poo-poo. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cut that. This is not kids' humor. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> have a big poo-poo. I can do better than that. Jesus Christ. Really like a big Batman. poo-poo. I really like Batman saying big poo-poo. Oh, God. The answer is fat dump, Alfred. <laughs> big fat dump. He's basically a grown Quick, man. He's hiding he? out in the sewers. We must go. um so if you enjoy this podcast please be sure to come give us a five-star rating and a written review on whatever platform you're listening to us right now as we love to read them and it helps us bat grapple up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests also go follow us on social media at batman tas pod everywhere but twitter which is at batman tas pod one why because we are the number one Batman the Animated Series podcast. You got damn right. You can also follow me everywhere at Chef Alex Robson, and you can follow Will on his socials to stay up to date with what he's working on now and get a glimpse into the workday of a comic book artist and writer. Will, where can our listeners find you? Anywhere at Robson Inc. on the internet, and that's Robson I-N-K. And please visit my website, speechcomics.com, uh, where you can sign up and learn about the book I'll be launching on Kickstarter in March. You goddamn right. I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. Uh, you've been building up quite a fun. Obviously, this is our Halloween episode for this show, mm-hmm. um, and right now you're doing a kind of best zombie movies for each day of the month of October, right? Yeah, I'm doing like a zombie advent calendar on my comic book company's social media, which is at Speech Comics uh, and anywhere on the interwebs. And I've been counting down every day, uploading a new picture of what I consider to be the top 31 zombie movies of all time. Awesome. What's going to be number one? What's number one? Can you say what number Number one one keeps flip flopping because there's the fan obvious choice, but then there's my favorite one. Ooh. Well, what's more important in this? I don't know. Oh, that's difficult. So one's gonna. So number one, one of them went one, up being number two. The fan favorite one is clearly the better movie, but I just <laughs> like this one. Oh, I was gonna say, can you tell us what the movies are without telling no. me which one you like? But no, you can't. Okay, right. Well, you'll have they're to both, go follow him to find out. They're both George A. Romero films, then. 
Interesting. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, go check that out. And um, as we normally, we kind of dive into a lot of comic book news and movie news and such. I don't have tons for this, and I'm not sure if we'll be adopting too much. Of I've that got segment. one. I, I was going to say, but I have one or two things. Um, why don't you start us off then? What's your little bit of news? I saw that James Gunn is now like the co-creative director of DC Entertainment. Is he? Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, you didn't see that? No. Oh, I, I would I would have definitely thought. What, so he's the Kevin Feige of DC. Yep. Wow, and he's still well, along with some other dude who I have no I have no idea who he is. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm not a big fan of uh, his recent work personally. I'm not saying that it's bad. It's just not for me, and that's fine. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Did you see the um, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special trailer just dropped? I didn't see the trailer, but I saw a picture of it. And you know I me, mean? it's Christmas. So I'll watch anything Christmas. So I'll apparently do. that was dropped on Disney Plus accidentally and it was promptly removed. But people had seen it and started sharing it online. So they're like, OK, just release it. So whoever uh, whoever works for Disney or Marvel that keeps on letting these trailers leaked. Did they? It, or is it just such gigantic... James Gunn news out there right now that they wanted to take some of that, maybe advertise their own product. Which I is mean, totally fine. Yeah, I mean that keeps on happening. Like uh, DC released the Ant Man, Quantum Mania, uh, Quantum. No, not DC. Marvel. Marvel released the Ant Man three. I'm not even going to say Quantum Mania because it's a pain in the ass. Ant Man three trailer, and then also DC was just like. Uh, Henry Cavill's back, and we're doing a Superman movie. We're doing it. We're doing it. Everyone, look over here. So there's going to be another Henry Cavill Superman movie. Um, Michael Keaton has also recently been interviewed where he talked about his role in the Batgirl film that's never going to see the light of day. Uh, It's also been reported in what he made for that movie. Now, I will say I want you to guess here. Yeah, he he did. It's basically a glorified cameo in the Batgirl movie that he he's in for however long that is. And it was a week's worth of shooting. How much do you think? They paid Michael Keaton for a week's worth of shooting for a glorified cameo. So that's probably $250,000. million. Oh, I am so far off. $2 million for a glorified cameo. No wonder he's like, yeah, I'll fucking be Batman again. Like, I'll come in this yeah. shit for 10 minutes and didn't, then peace out. But I thought, like, it used to be crazy that, like, um, what's his name? Robert Downey Jr. used to get, like, 2 or $3 million a movie and everyone was, like, freaking out. No, he used to get fifty million for Iron oh, Man. Okay, and that was when he was like heavily in the plot and stuff. Uh, Two million for like a quick cameo, and he's not even like the Batman. He's just Batman from nineteen eighty nine. You know what I mean? Like there mm-hmm. are other Batman that exist. Um, so yeah, got I got a good agent. Pretty, I mean, absolutely. Like I, I bet in Flashpoint he got paid boatloads of money, which apparently is coming out. They've just reshot. Some they need to do some pickup scenes with Ezra Miller, which they've reshot recently for Flash. How is he not cancelled? I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe because of therapy bullshit or whatever. I'm not sure. But isn't he like potentially facing up to 20 years in jail? For something yes. Currently? So, but this movie's still coming out, and they've they've just done some and reshoots. they cancel like a Batgirl, like I know it's movie, nuts, but they it? let this fly. I don't. I know. Get it. But Michael Keaton must have been played like 15, 20 million to be in that movie. I would, if I would I was guess. DC, I would just release that Batgirl movie and all revenue I would use to 
replace Ezra Miller as the Flash in that movie. So they are re- they have said that um, they are looking for a replacement, but they won't replace him until after the movie comes out. But he's no longer going to be the Flash. And apparently the number you one... they're going to kill him off in the movie then? I'm wondering if that's what the reshoots were. Yeah, I'm wondering if right? they've done something like that. And they're like, you can just fucking die then and we'll get a new yeah. Flash in. Yeah, um, That's how you do it. Because then everyone that's... will watch the movie being like, well, at least he's fucking dead, right? Actually, yeah. you know what? If that's it, that's quite clever because you can see people sitting in the theater with their arms crossed and they, they just like, maybe he gets like brutally fucking murdered <laughs> as well. Like like he gets fucked up royally and everyone's like, damn, Ezra Miller just got wrecked. Like All he right, does, it's enough. not even, it's not even like a cool superhero death. It's just a dude with a baseball bat just comes in and just beats the shit yeah, jo- out jo- of Flash. Joker comes in with a crowbar and beats the yeah. shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's Willem Dafoe as the Joker. Boom. Oh. Everyone's like, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in if that happens. They are replacing the Flash. Uh, apparently, their number one choice right now is the lead actor from 1917. That movie, um, okay, George McKay, I think his name is. Um, so that's not a bad choice, I guess. But I would have to see him in the role to really to know. Yeah. Um, and then the last bit of news before we get on to our review today, which I'm very excited to do, is I sent this over to you because this has recently been released and no one has seen this besides like a random Comic-Con years and years and years and years ago. Is t- Finally, we see Tim Curry as the Joker. They've released... Yeah, this was jarring. This was crazy. So there's We all d- speculated for so many years, like, oh, I'd love to hear that, but it's incredible. And it's one of the worst things you'll ever hear in your life. I couldn't believe it. Like, I was shocked at how poor it was, especially coming from Curry. And they knew what Curry was capable of. And he's, you know, the voice director's like, Andrea Romano is an amazing voice director. Mm. And I'm so surprised that she... What she wanted out of him, or maybe well, what she, she got replaced. So yeah, maybe she couldn't get out of him what she she wanted. But um, it's really flat. It's really one note. Yeah, man. Oh, it's weird. It's like he's trying to be Harley Quinn almost. At it's points. very strange. Like it's not what you. I mean, we were all expecting at least a form of Pennywise, right? Yeah. Let's say okay, so for everyone who hasn't heard it, it's it, oh, it's almost like Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker doing the joker oh that's a good shout yeah so for everyone who hasn't heard it here's a a few clips of it right now so you can you can know what we're talking about hey batman you stink so bad i can smell you from here (laughs) pew (laughs) pew 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 (laughs) justice is served hot batman you're gonna melt just like a grilled cheese sandwich Oh, that's a joke, right? Batman finally told a joke. <laughs> Just for that, Batman. Service with a smile. Batman, you wouldn't let me fry, would you? Ah, my ears! <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that was so weird to to watch um i don't get how tim curry got there like where i don't know what his choices were state where he's like i don't even want to fucking do this like maybe that's fair enough yeah that's i mean you know what 
they found an amazing Joker because of this and yeah. the best Joker ever. Um, so this is this is featured in the documentary by Phil Matchy or Phil Mackay. How are you pronouncing it? Matcha Green Team. It's M-A-C-H-I. This is a documentary. It's on YouTube right now. It's two and a half hours and it's all about Batman the Animated Series. And he's the one that got this footage and managed to bring it on. And he interviews a load of people from the show. So if you're interested in watching something new about Batman that's not us, obviously, then go check it out. Yeah, if you want a show that doesn't have terrible impersonations of Alfred and Batman, (laughs) really unfunny skits, then yeah, maybe try that out. (laughs) All right, let's review this episode. You ready? (laughs) Yes, mate. Oh, wrong podcast, mate. Okay, so this episode is titled On Leather Wings came out September 19th, 1992. It was produced by Eric Radomski and Bruce Tim, directed by Kevin Ortieri, written by Mitch Bryan. Honorable mentions for Mitch Bryan. 12 episodes of Batman the Animated Series he wrote, including Pretty Poison, POV, Vendetta, Cat Scratch Fever, Harley and Ivy, The Man Who Killed Batman, Trial, Bane, Make Him Laugh, Catwalk, and Bullet for Bullock. Um, just reading those titles of those episodes, I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to watch this show because there's mm. so many episodes there. We uh, In this episode, we have uh, featuring voice actors Kevin Conroy as Batman and Bruce Wayne, Bob Hastings as Commissioner Gordon, Richard Mole as Harvey Dent, and the security guard and the bat computer in this uh, episode. He's, uh, then we got Lloyd Bochner as Mayor Hamilton Hill, Robert Costanza as Detective Harvey Bullock, Clive Rev. <laughs> Clive Revel as Alfred Pennyworth, Mark Singer as Mambat, and Kirk Langstrom, Langstrom and Renee Aubenjoin. Oh man, I knew I was going to fuck wow. this up. Are it's, you all right today? You having a stroke? It's hard to say this name. Renee Aubenjoinois. Yeah, Aubenjoinois. Aubenjoinois. <laughs> as Dr. March. Now, and then we've also got Pat Music as female lab technician and Meredith McRae as Francine Langstrom. Now, Honorable mentions for some of those voice actors. I'll start with Rene Aubergenois, which is weird, but I'll tell you why. So sadly, he passed away in 2019, so it's very recent. He was the reverend in the movie The Patriot with Mel Gibson, which I'm sure doesn't spring to mind for you just yet. He was also Odo in Star Trek. And then the one that you'll know him as is he's Dr. Larry Myers in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. What episode he's in, then I'll know what doctor he is they see a plethora of doctors in that show they do um well now i'm just gonna have to go back in here this is fun i'll sing the batman songs as you do it me 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 you're probably <laughs> listening to this and doing your grocery shopping or maybe you're driving to work or you're just chilling with a glass of wine and work is done it's the weekend he is in, well done, that was good timing, The Gang Gets a New Member. So the one with uh, Smitty. Smitty, well, the Ted Lasso. Yeah, and he's in that episode as uh, Dr. Larry Myers. Then we've got Clive Revel as Alfred Pennyworth. Now, obviously, this is not the Alfred we're used to. This is the Alfred they first went with, kind of like Tim Curry. They had a, a first choice, and they ended up not working out, and then they replaced them. So... Honorable mentions for Clive Rebel. He's Doctor Doom in Marvel Ultimate Alliance, the video game. So yes. that's kind of cool. 
and he's Emperor Palpatine in The Empire Strikes Back. He's the first oh, emperor that shows up in that hologram um, that obviously is now replaced. So, um, yeah, Clive Rover, what do you think of his Alfred Pennyworth? I think it's it would have been absolutely fine. It's I just, agree. But we know that the other version is really, really good. And obviously... Yes. It's because it's a part of our childhood and I, but like, yeah, the drew you a bath and all that stuff. It's great. Yeah. Well that, yeah. So Efren Simbler is obviously I drew you a bath. He says that. Oh, okay. I thought it was the other guy. No, that's, I think, yeah, it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, Efren's amazing, but I think he, yeah, I think Clive Revel's okay. He's no Tim Curry Joker. He's, he had one line where that cracked me up. That was very Alfred in this. Do you Um, remember what it was? Oh, what was it? It was, um, oh Yeah. He was something when he was listening to the bat screeching noises on the bat computer, and he was like, "Taking up rock and roll, sir." Yeah, I like that. That was good. Uh, We got Robert Costanza as Detective Harvey Bullock. Honorable mentions for him is Harry in Total Recall. He's also Sergeant Vito Lorenzo in Die Hard Two, and he's a paint store customer in the movie Saturday Night Fever. So not lots, but some few notable films at least that he's had little cameos in uh, some more honorable mentions richard mole as harvey dent and he is also the security guard and the back computer in this episode he's obviously the scorpion in spider-man the animated series so the same guy who does the voice of harvey dent and two-face is the voice of scorpion um he's the hell house ghost in scary movie 2 which i was like whoa when i started to remember <laughs> I, I, that i know and now i know exactly who you're talking about right and yeah. that that movie was making fun of that that film the haunting with um mm-hmm. Uh, what's Liam his face? Neeson. Liam Neeson. Thank you. And wow. Oh yeah, and Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then he's also the voice of the Abomination in the Incredible Hulk cartoon in the nineties, and he is the uh, villain Dementor in Jingle All the Way. He is yeah. Toberman's arch nemesis. That's, yes, he is. He's on the TV right yep. at the beginning of that movie. That's Richard Mull. I was like, oh shit, that's crazy. Yeah. I know exactly loads. who you're talking about um then bob hastings as commissioner gordon sadly passed away in 2014 he was the voice of judge in mafia 2 the video game uh and he was a character named earl in the incredible hulk tv show in the 70s and he was in multiple episodes of murder she wrote so my wife has never seen batman the animated series and she watched this episode with me and she was like she's like that's gordon i was like yeah she was like "Mm, gordon you can get it It cracked me up. I was like, Gordon? She's like, I don't know. Look, he's like a big man. He's got a good jawline. Like, he's got nice hair. He's got a mustache. He, well, she fancies um, uh, Tom Selleck in uh, Friends. Does she? His big tash. And she likes John Howe. I think she likes, like, tall, broad-shouldered men. That's why mm. she married a fucking hobbit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just so funny. She was just like, wow. I mean, uh, Gordon, he can get it. Good for Gordon. <laughs> I just cra- and I was like, well, I can never not like look at Gordon the same way now, knowing that my wife fancies this cartoon character. <laughs> uh, I won't do any honorable mentions for Kevin Conroy because most of his IMDb was just being the voice of Batman and Bruce Wayne, which just goes to show you how definitive this whole journey mm-hmm. is for him. And this was the start of it. This is the first time he was ever Batman. Uh, so some bat facts for you about this episode. This is the pilot episode of Batman the Animated Series, but it was not the first episode to air. It was actually the second to air, but it was the first to be produced. The first to air was Cat Scratch Fever, that being because they were following Batman Returns and Cat Scratch Fever had Catwoman in it, so they kind of wanted to link up 
that with uh, Batman Returns, which makes sense. This is uh, the first appearance of Man Bat outside of the comics ever. Um, he first appeared in the comics in Batman number 400 in June 1970 and was created by Frank Robbins and Neil Adams. So what a character. And obviously very Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde inspired mm-hmm. as well. Um, so my first question, as always to you, bud, is what did you think of this episode? I think it's a very, very strong start. Um, it's funny that Spider-Man, the animated series, started with the lizard, which is basically the man bat, you know, the guy who turns into the good. So that's a scientist. Point. And I, I was wondering if they did that on purpose. I have no idea. Very good point, actually. Yeah, I wonder if it's um like an easier story to tell with the monster transformation you know it's just like dude transforms into a monster can't help it it's like, a story, we all know the story of dr jekyll and mr hyde so it's an easy yeah. story to to follow along um again i watched the show and i'm like damn this is like it's the the art style in it is just incredible um the cinematography is really good as well the pacing just the 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 mise-en-scene as we say the mise-en-scene um which just means you know vibe uh costumes lighting it literally just means everything you see on the screen is what mise en sense means yeah it's, it's just brilliant in the show and um it's gonna i mean we were very funny on spider-man the animated series podcast because there's a lot to make fun of but it's gonna be kind of tough with this one i was thinking that i was thinking that there were a few things that made me laugh in this episode though, yes, that i picked up too. on so yeah there is there is hope yeah because you want to have a laugh and like obviously things can be a bit dated or animation can be a bit weird or quirky uh, voice actors can sound funny in some of the things that they do but yes it was so engaging for me that i forgot that i was like oh yeah i'm supposed to be reviewing this and like like taking notes that i was just wanted to watch it mm-hmm. um very year one batman year one with well, the SWAT yeah, team with the SWAT team yeah absolutely very old horror movie feel as we said dr jekyll mr hyde but like that title card at the beginning like that's such a yeah, signature it feels like of an this. old like hammer movie or something like that yeah absolutely and i love how that show this show adopted that and um yeah when i see those title cards come up and you get the light motif of whatever music is created for whatever character uh let's talk about the music what did you think about the music in this episode it's amazing <laughs> it is amazing. very it's more um, Danny Elfman than uh, what eventually it turns into, which I think is more of, uh, what's her name again? Shirley Walker. Shirley Walker's vibe. Yeah, especially the first song that, that is playing with like the like that like so line there is so Batman Elfman style. Absolutely. So it also felt very old black and white horror movie again with like mm-hmm. these these strings really like like screeching through. Um and it's got big time Bernard Herman vibes to it, who was a major influence on Danny Elfman as a composer. Bernard Herman has done so many horror films, one being Psycho, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Is it Bernard Herman or is it just Bernard Herman? Bernard Herman. Um and obviously if Elfman is influenced by Herman and Shirley Walker is influenced by Elfman, it kind of like, you know, there's yeah. that trickle down. Um, it's like, um, it's amazing. I, don't know, I don't know who composed um, uh, Reanimator, but that guy like is, was a huge uh, Bernard Herman fan as well. And you, oh, could okay. just, you could just hear it in the school. Have you ever heard the score to Reanimator? No, I don't think it, I have. It literally is like the psycho song, but like changed a little bit, but it's great. Yeah, it's, I mean, 
I love that style and it, it fits so well in this Gotham because it's so dark and it's supposed to be creepy, especially the beginning of this uh, this whole episode. What did you think about the beginning of this episode with our introduction to like, I, it Gotham? It makes me feel and... warm and co- like cozy, bud. Like, yeah. So I've drawn Batman this year and every time I've drawn Gotham City, I've always drawn, drawn a police blimp in the background. I did it in Punchline as well just because that to me is so Batman but also so Batman the animated series. Did you pick up that Kevin Conroy is voicing one of the pilots in the blimp? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was so obvious that it was him. It was like his normal speaking voice mm. that he was doing for that. Uh, I, I saw I saw something. Yeah, I saw it. I swear. Um, clouds over there. <laughs> that guy's great, too. He was like the head of the SWAT. He's like mm. a few voices in this. Um so yeah, I loved the way Gotham looked in this. The blimp fly- flying up through the clouds looked amazing. The animation, as you were saying, is just jaw-dropping in this show. It's just so good. One of my favorite scenes of animation in this uh, this whole episode, and possibly maybe this whole show as we go on, but it really has stood out to me this time, is when Batman is attached to the Man-Bat by his like bat grapple, and they're flying over the city. Mm. And they fly past over the, the blimp. Past the blimp. It's incredible the way yeah, the camera really moves and it goes into black it goes into uh, the man bat's face and then like you see him fly and then it stays there and batman like swells past and his cape swells as they go over it I tell and- you, one thing i really liked i don't know why but when batman has his like binoculars on and he's picking up the samples of the uh bat hair just the way the toothpicks look as it zooms in and the lighting as it turns on it. I was like, how am I excited over fucking like, <laughs> like toothpicks and prongers? Like it's ridiculous. It's so, it's so good, man. Like I love seeing the detective angle of Batman in the first episode. Yeah. And they're like, this, this Batman is not just punching people in the face. You know, this is, this is a Batman. He's the dark detective. And they, they make that known. Uh, yeah. I love his gadgets. Do you like his, his gadgets, his detective gadgets? Of course. He threw those uh, bat bombs, and I literally just drew them for the punchline book I'm on. So it's just like really, hey, I just drew those. Um, yeah, I've I've got some notes I, uh, that we'll come back to that because I can't find it right now. But there were some things I picked up in that scene. But I love Sneaky Batman. Is basically what I wanted to say. Like Sneaky mm-hmm. Batman is my favorite type of Batman. It definitely is. Like him sneaking through the shadows, taking people out, like with his, you know. His, his gas balls and like being a detective with his being gadgets. Ninja. ninja detective. That's what he is. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. It's so cool. Um, okay. So the music at the beginning of this, going back to this had a very jaws feel to it as well, because we don't see the creature, but the music makes us fear the creature, right? Like all we see is a shadow yeah. of the man bat on the wall. Um, we hear that security guard like recording his voice, which I thought was a really clever bit of like characterization for this guy because you're like, why is he doing this? Like, yes, you too can be a radio voice personality. And he's like doing this. And that's Richard Mole, by the way. That's the voice of Harvey Dent, Two Face. Oh, um, really? It doesn't like sound like him or anything. Yeah. And then obviously that recorder pays off later because that's what Batman finds and that's how he gets the noise of the man bat. And that's so cool to me. Like, it's just good storytelling. You know what I mean? Like a quick little characterization of this guy wants to be a radio DJ and he's just working a night job as a security guard, like just summed up in a matter of like 30 seconds, Mm -hmm. really well done. 
Um, what do you think of the scene where we meet Gordon Bullock, Mayor Hill, and Harvey Dent all in one go? Just so good. Like again, this is going to be quite boring and not funny. Just <laughs> <laughs> so good, and like just seeing Harvey Dent sitting there not being two faced and flipping a coin of just oh. like a foreshadowing of what's to come. There's nothing wrong with liking something this much, bud. Like people also love I to, know. you know, they love to share those feelings and they like it just well, as you, much. Things, things that made me laugh were. Um, when Bruce was like, no, oh, yeah, it's a good sound I caught in my belfry, and he plays it. It's just like the most horrific sound. And the zoom in on his face as he looks around, like, I feel like he's like me, like trying to judge someone's face. Like, is it, do you know what the fuck this is? I bet yeah. you can do, right? Yeah. I, like I, acting I, said, I have the same thing in my notes. His shifty eyes are like, which one of you is the man bat? Like, he plays that, and he's just like looking at all of them so intensely and shifting his eyes around. That was really funny. So I like this meeting with Gordon Bullock Hill and Harvey Dent because it, it makes sense. Like their influences of keeping the city safe. And obviously there's now this, you know, potential Batman is a bad guy. And I, I assume Batman hasn't been operating for very long by the way they're all talking about him. No, it's, he's an enigma at this point. Yeah. So very year one again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. And as you said, Harvey Dent flipping his coin is just such a beautiful little like it did detail. Confuse- it did confuse my wife though, because she saw the coin flip and she was like, "Wait, he just said Harvey. Like that guy's Harvey Dent." And I was like, "Yeah, that's Harvey Dent." She's like, "The, like the, the Fred Flintstone looking motherfucker." I was like, "No, that's Harvey Bullock." I was like, "Oh yeah, Harvey Dent, Harley Bullock." Like, I guess you can get. Oh uh, well, yeah, okay, fair dues. Um, then she was like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh." <laughs> <laughs> Gordon, who is that? Fucking silver fox hunk of meat in the corner. <laughs> Um, so the first line we ever hear Kevin Conroy say as Batman in the show is Gotham police declare war on Batman. And like just hearing his Batman voice for the first time, obviously I didn't do any justice there was just great. I was like, Oh, and you're in the bat cave and you hear those, like the hum of the computers, the bat screeching around. Like, what did you think of that whole bat cave scene? I love it. I mean, I've, I wouldn't, I know I keep, I feel like a broken record here, but when I, was drawing that Batman book. The first one I did, like all my influence was the first thing I went to was like, all right, how did Bruce Tim do the Batcave? How did Bruce Tim do this? How did Bruce Tim do that? And that was always my go-to immediately for how, like what's the vibe I need to get? Because it's just, this is the perfect adaptation of the character. And it's, and we're like, it's crazy to have what, what I would say is widely considered to be like a, like people's quintessential version of a long-running serialized character. Yeah. So it's just, uh, it's all great, bud. It's all gravy. <laughs> well, we'll just keep on praising it. That's There's nothing wrong with that. Um, we we get this th- podcast very quick. What'd you think? I thought it was great. All right, see you next week. <laughs> then when we, we get to like uh, the, the guy living in the sewers with children or whatever. Oh yeah, or I've got Batman in my basement. That's another I remember one. liking Batman in my basement as a kid, so we'll see how I feel now. We'll see how it holds up. Um, we get a beautiful and really long bit of animation showing off the Batmobile. We see obviously the yeah, Batmobile it's like for the first time. Yeah, it's super as well, isn't it? Yeah, and they really put like effort into that animation to be like, like you want to buy this toy, don't you? you yes, like, that's, yes, I do. Yep, exactly. I did see though when it drove down the windy roads, it curves slightly, like it follows the the roads, and it looks that's like right. it looks rubber. But hey, man, it's fucking He's iconic. Got a super futuristic car, I might do that. Yeah. And then we get the Elfman, the Danny Elfman Batman theme when he fires his bat grapple gun for the first time. We hear that sound, which is now 
just like that is the only sound I hear for his back grapple. Oh, it's so good. Uh, it is weird though. This is a this is a little critique of me that he used like a, a zip line bar to go down that rope. I'm like, ah, eh? he like mm-hmm. travels down it, and I'm like, where the fuck did you get that bar from? It was yeah, clear. It's fun though. I guess, but like, just swing on the back grapple, right? Like, I love seeing that. That was interesting that they chose to to go that. But anyway, it's still great to see the back grapple for the first time. I, I, another great bit of storytelling is those lab technicians sneaking off for a smooch, and they spot Batman, which obviously yeah, the they call the cops. The way it was shot, it reminded me of um, English politics with that guy in the Conservative Party that got busted, like hooking up with another member of the Conservative <laughs> Party. Do you remember that? I do know who you're I talking I can't remember about, the yeah. names of them, but yeah, the guy got sacked majorly for doing that shit. Yeah, the, exactly the, the shot of it, I was like, uh, I was looking at it like, oh, damn. Um, my wife was like, oh, <laughs> that's going on. <laughs> yeah, like they're married. She, she also said, she's like, so this was made before the Spider-Man show? Because she's like, the Spider-Man show looks really budget compared to this. Yeah, they put all the money into that. They just had, yeah, they had such a great. It's it not just money; it's passion and, and artistic. Like the like the coming up with using pure black for the backgrounds and all this other stuff. Like it's just, it's fucking great. It's fucking great. Um, so when Batman knocks out the security guard with the knockout gas, I pause to see what book she's reading, and apparently the title of the book she's reading is "P.S. Your dog is gone." Like, what is that oh. book about? What is it? What Just is it a about? Friendly reminder: Your dog's dead. Yeah, like, or or run away. And why are you reading a book about it? Really weird. Um, then we get another series of like amazing animated shots of showing off what the police cars and the SWAT vehicle looks like in Gotham, and what the SWAT team members look like. I thought the um, the SWAT vehicle looked like a giant battering ram. Like that's how it's designed. I love that, that SWAT vehicle. You, I, I was I, I brought it up because I'm pretty sure I remember you saying that you loved that when years ago. I love that vehicle so much. It's just so sleek. It's literally like um uh what's the word I'm looking for? What's what's the art design um of the uh Gotham City? What's the name of it? What they art call decor. Yeah, but they call it Dark Deco for the... Dark, the yeah, I just feel like that's Art Deco on wheels, you know? Like, the way that's yeah. moving, I just love it. Yeah, that's cool. I laugh really hard when the SWAT team comes out, though, in single file, and they're like, hup, 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 yeah. hup. <laughs> that <laughs> I was like really you fun. knuckleheads. <laughs> um, I like how Gordon was just like, uh, are you sure he's in there, Bullock? And Bullock's like, yeah, some the chopper just spotted him on the fourth floor. And he's like, well, our guy has just been spotted over there, and he can't be in two places at once. Yeah, the, I, was, I love the subtlety of just Gordon just constantly like, I've got this dude's back. But you know what I really weirdly liked was the fucking SWAT guys in the building and the one that pulls like the pin with his mouth and his stupid grin. Yeah. Chucks it in. Let's smoke him out. Yeah. I was like, I love this. Yeah. My next question is, what did you think of a Batman escaping the SWAT team scene? And and there you go. It's so good. There's so there's a tiny. (laughs) There's a tiny little throwaway scene for me in this episode but i fucking love it so much and i have to mention it so batman repels down the elevator shaft um he's like escaping the swat team and he he gets to the top of the elevator and he opens up the top hatch to get in the elevator right mm-hmm. and the way that they animate him slipping in through the hatch and he does it so seamlessly and so quietly and all you see last is his cape is the last thing to go through and it's like 
it's like a snake slither or something. It's just the way he does it. I'm just like, that's so fucking cool. Like, I don't know why. It just, when I saw it, I was like, God, that's so cool. So I, what do you think of the Gotham Zoo and like Bruce trying to find like out who did this with the bats and everything else? It's great. I was like, oh shit, this is like just what I drew in the Batman story I did with the reptiles going to the Gotham Zoo to try and figure oh, out who's shit. this. Oh my like, God. It's like the same exact thing. That's right. Um, it, it looked a lot like the abandoned circus in Batman Returns as well, the penguin yeah. layer. It looked a lot like that, which I thought was probably on purpose. Uh, this is the first time we see Bruce Wayne as well, obviously. What do you think of the, the voice? I loved that scene where he switches between Batman and Bruce Wayne on the phone. Yeah, well, and, it's just jarring to see Batman full costume being like, Okie dokie, I'll see you at the next fundraiser. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. But it was just, uh, it's just showing off his chops. I thought that was great. Uh, and then Alfred's got some jokes in this. Like you said, I didn't realize you'd taken up listening to rock and roll, sir. It's a great joke. Yeah, so like, I, I thought there was this, there was this moment with Langstrom in the shadows. Um, and he's like, he's clearly now, they've shown him as the man bat. And he's like, can't fight it. It's got me. Which made me think of our mother whenever she like needed to go to the toilet. And she said, it's got me. But there's this really amazing bit of animation where Batman is talking to Langstrom and he's telling him his evil villainous plot. And he walks behind all of like the chemical beakers and his face distorts. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like they didn't change his color because the chemicals are different colors. And I was like, fucking hell, you guys like put in so much great talent. Yeah. So yeah, massive shout out to like Kurt Gader, who's the storyboard artist for this episode and the animation team for all of the hard work that they did. It's just awesome. So yeah, I've got, uh, I've got a scene. We'll, we'll do this later, but do you have uh, love that Batman scene out of this episode? Um, which is definitely the scene where, you know, we think Batman is the coolest. If you do, keep it in mind. I just thought I'd put it in your brain before we get I to that I guess when he's, he's detected, detectiving, it's not a word, I know, but when he's detectiving um, with the goggles on, I just I just loved it. And he's just looking around. I know it's not even that impressive, but to me, I love it. All right, it. well, I made a little jingle, so we'll do the jingle. Okay. Love that. And then, okay, so your scene is the Detective Batman in this episode. My love that Batman scene is when Langstrom comes into the lab and he's like, who's there? And you just see rise up out of the shadows and you just see his eyes open and you're like, fucking hell. That's the one. Yeah, yours is is the one. (laughs) It's not a contest. We can have different ones. No, we'll make it a contest. You win. This this one. So the, let's talk about the man bat transformation scene. Yeah. As a kid, it terrified me. Absolutely terrified me. And I found, I found a name for my fear, which is oh, yeah. people turning into animals, which is a therianthropy. Therianthropy. Yeah. Therianthropy is the name of the and fear. Animals must have fucked you up as a kid. I mean, and I think that this, episode was the start of that along with Spider. i wouldn't be surprised you were like five when it came out because i saw this before spider-man definitely mm-hmm. and yeah this him turning into the man he's like it's in me batman and then like the laugh as he's just like 
as he's transforming, the more he transforms, the more the laugh just gets like more and more cackly and evil. And he's like, Wah, ha, ha, as he like his eyes turn yellow. Dude, it watch. It doesn't do it. Uh, I just think it's cool. It doesn't scare me. Right? Yeah. I mean, now I'm not like, oh, I'm scared. But like, yeah, I'm right. just I'm, <laughs> I, I just remember being yeah, a bullshit. kid. You know, I remember being a kid and being scared. And seeing that animation sequence again now, I'm like, no wonder I was fucking scared. That is some crazy animation to show in a kid's cartoon. Yeah, pussy. Um, <laughs> there's a so there's the lab fight scene with uh, Man Bat and Batman as he confronts the Man Bat for the first time. And there's something so cool about this dude. Like Man Bat is obviously too powerful for Batman. He shows that in that scene. He flies out the window, and even though Batman's like on the floor and he's just been knocked the fuck down. He, he can't fly either without any hesitation. He just back grapples onto the, the foot of the man bat. And he's like, all right, here I go. And I'm just like, that there's that's Batman, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I'm probably going to lose, but fuck it. I'm not going to give up. It's just awesome. Um, so as we near the end of the episode, we got Bullock and Gordon in the blimp. They spot the man bat. Obviously we've got that amazing, amazing animation sequence that we were talking about earlier. Uh, the chase is really cool throughout the city. The man bat is blinded temporarily by Batman hits a wall, gets knocked out. And I felt like this is where they really sped up the episode and they were kind of like, all right, we got to wrap this up now. Did you feel yeah, that? It, it did end a bit abruptly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he goes back to the bat cave and Alfred does have a great line, which is tool for dinner, sir, <laughs> yeah. which was quite good. Uh, and then, yeah, he's, he's like, I figured out how to cure him, Alfred. And then takes him back. Yeah. So it's a chair. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just figured it out. Takes him back to his wife. Um, and that's the end of the first episode. Uh, and my only question is why didn't he take Langstrom to the police after he cured him? Well, but I guess he's, he's, is he doing any criminal activity as this bat? Well, he was robbing pharmaceutical companies to get more of the, the toxic or the chemicals. Oh, no, right, and... yeah. Well, that's, that is true. Um, and he was terrorizing people as I well. Know, but again, like he, he could have brought them there and, and then that guy would have been like, all right, prove it. And they're like, well, we can't. Batman told us. They'd be like, well, see you fucking later then. Bye. I guess. But he's kind of like, here you go. Francine, he's cured for now. He says it's over for now. And I'm like, Batman, are you going to take that chance, buddy? Um, yeah, no, that's true. That is weird. I thought that was a bit weird. But other than that, fantastic first episode. Like, as we said at the beginning, really solid, considering all that they had to accomplish with this, introducing us to a whole new Batman, a Gotham, all of Batman's allies, a bunch of other characters, and a C-list villain that really stood out in this episode. Like, this is the first villain of this show. And is the most memorable but man bat I've ever seen. And like is, is, is definitely the definitive man bat every time I think oh, about yeah, that character. Uh, this, this episode, yeah, like it did a lot. It influenced me a lot too. When we were doing our little fan stories and writing Batman stories, we had like Kirk Langstrom working in Arkham Asylum, if you remember. And like, yes. I just, I just pulled from this episode when I was writing that scene. You were studying was, the bats that like lived in the belfries of Arkham. Yeah. It's that's pretty cool, man. That's a fun little story. Um, so yeah, I mean, great first episode for sure. Uh, what did you think of it overall? I loved it. You loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've talked enough about it. Uh, all right, well, let's go to our next segment, which is uh, a quiz game. Uh, just like in Spider Man, I'm gonna ask right. you questions, and it's called Riddle Me This, Willie Am. 
<laughs> focus, focus, focus. But you'll still have to answer the riddle. I can't believe it's luck. Oh darn! Now there's a riddle for you. A lucky guess. That's all. Now, now, no sore losers. <laughs> okay, so obviously instead of riddle me this, Batman, it's riddle from me the Wiggler. Willie from the Wiggler. I love it. All right, question one, William. What is the name of the pharmaceuticals company in this episode? It says it all over all of the vials. It says it on the big signs in multiple sequences in this episode. So I thought, okay, they've showed it multiple times. It's called Pharma for Uticle. No, that would be nice. Um, I'll give you a clue. It is a fictional bird that... Phoenix? um, Yes, well done. Yeah, it's Phoenix Pharmaceuticals is the name of this. Uh, okay, riddle me this. Question number two. I don't jump out of riddles. Yeah. What was the name of the girl that Bruce Wayne had a date with, but Alfred decided to cancel? I had no idea. You were paying way more attention than I was. Oh, I thought you would get it. Um, okay, it's the name of a um, Disney deer. Bambi. Bambi is correct. That was a bit too easy, but I thought if I said Disney character, I thought if I said like a a Disney character, you would. It's either Bambi or Bambi's mom. So yeah. Um, So I know you wouldn't get this, but I put it in this because I didn't notice it until this time. But do you know the scientific name for bats or the study of bats that Kirk and Francine Langstrom say to Bruce when they're in the lab? Because they say it in such a way. So the scientific name for bats. So like the scientific name for a great. Oh, it's like oh god, it's like Corpus Aurealis or something like that. Kind of close. It's corruptera or corruptera. C H I R O P T E R A. Corruptera. Oh my god! I remember him saying that and being like, "Ah, I need to remember that because that's going to be on the quiz. Hey, I didn't remember. I just my brain just went and we've deleted that file. And it, uh, and when Bruce goes, what's that? He's like, it's corrupt or what? Yeah, that's what he says. You're right. And then he's like, it's a scientific study of bats, Mr. Wayne. Like the way he's just like, how did you not know that? Fucking idiot. And to be fair. And, and Bruce Wayne's sitting there going like, I fucking know, bitch, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, Bruce Wayne should know that. But then again, he's playing dumb. So yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Um, another layer that just is awesome for this story and the characters in it. Um, all right. And our last segment of the day is what you're doing with your life. Uh, where we talk about what we're reading, what we're watching, what we're enjoying listening to, whatever. So what are you up to these days, buddy? What's keeping you, what's keeping your flame lit? Uh, I've gone back into the Nintendo switch recently. I don't know why. Okay. But I've had it by my bedside and I've been playing it every morning. Uh, I just got this new game, this new Lego game, actually, called the Lego Brickstar. And the goal is, is you just walk around as like a Lego figure and people are like, help, you need to build us a bridge to get across. And then it just basically goes to a virtual Lego set where all the pieces are laid out and it, and it just says, build a bridge. And I'm like, I fucking love this game. Like, you're just virtually building Legos with a purpose and... I know it's I'm 32 year old man, but I fucking love it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're enjoying yourself with that. Yeah, that's yeah. that sounds fun for you. And I played the House of the Dead remake with my wife yesterday, where you had to point at the TV and shoot like you're back in the old arcades. So that was a lot of fun. 
And then I tried out Guillermo del Toro's new horror series, Behind the Curtain, or whatever it's called. Oh, I saw that was on Netflix. The first episode was all right. Um, And the second episode I just turned off, and now I've lost interest in the whole series. Oh, wow. Okay. So not very good. I don't think I'm a big Guillermo del Toro fan. I mean, I I can kind of take it or leave it. I'm not someone that's just like, oh, yeah, I have to see this. Um, I think Pan's Labyrinth is okay. I don't think it's that great. I've never seen Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, um, it's worth seeing. I think Pan's Labyrinth is worth seeing for sure. Um, but besides Blade 2, I can't really name another thing that I like that he's done. Oh, yeah, he made Blade 2. I forgot about that. He did make Blade 2, yeah. Um, um, well, that was like a harmonious That was oh. weird. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> what else are you watching? Anything else? Uh, what else am I watching? Oh, I got caught up on Handmaid's Tale. Maui, wowie. Wow, dude. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. So, the la- and the, the, this won't be any spoilers, but the last couple episodes, the plot's been very predictable where I'm like, all right, let's move. I know what you're going to do. So, let's move it on. And they really milk until they do it. And I'm like, all right, you always kept me on my toes, Mr. Show or Mrs. Show, no, gender neutral show. Yeah. Uh, but uh, recently it's been very predictable and I don't like that. Oh, I don't know. I like, I, that's interesting. You say that I, I thought I knew what was going to happen, but I was surprised as always by it. Um, they did draw. I know what you mean. There, there was a, there was a couple of scenes where I'm like, okay, like let's get a move on. We know what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ending of the last episode I thought was pretty, it's it's so interesting where you're like when you finally get down to it and you're like a person's going to get some yeah finally some poetic justice but the way obviously they they do it you're kind of like oh do they deserve that though at this current moment yes that i will give the show credit for being like what making you say well what is justice is it someone or what is revenge is it eye for an eye or is, is it something different yeah you know absolutely um so i am watching because of you cobra kai oh yeah you've gone like full i am full you were just it was right. last week and you've had a bit of time of work and you were like just recommend some stuff to me and i'd recommend you a bunch of stuff and you're like yeah i just want something easy watching that like you know is entertaining and, I, and like it's not scary it's not drama just you know something easy i was like well you could try cobra kai i know i recommended to you a couple times you're like yeah i know but you know i don't care about fucking and i was like i didn't watch any of the karate kid movies before i saw the show and i love it it's super easy watching and it's a lot of fun to just give it a go and you're like all right fine i gave it a go and you stuck it on and now you're like what on season four i plowed through yeah i'm on season four i plowed through so many seasons in a matter of days um and you've been sending me so many messages that have been cracking me up i love it as someone who was like immediately like bro i don't give a shit about cobra kai bro and then, like, uh, a day in, you're like, is John Kreese alive? <laughs> <laughs> like, That's when you knew you I was in the deep. fuck John Kreese is. And now you're like, bro, uh, John Kreese right or die, bro. Yeah, man. I, 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 love, I love the whole world now. I'm immersed. I'm going to go. I'm definitely going to go watch the movies. Look, the, I don't think the movies would be as good without the show. Because if yeah. you watch the movies, you'd be like, oh, he's kind of dumb and old. And you know but, I'm a big score guy, right? And I love the leitmotif for mr miyagi like there's something about Mm. that 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 flute uh the pan flute that they're playing and i kind of did a deep dive on like 
who the score, why the score was what it was. And I've listened to some podcasts about it. So I've got like a whole playlist oh of Karate Kid. And Bill Conti is the composer of, of like those movies. You love t-shirts as well. So you're watching season one and you're like, I'm going to get a Cobra Kai t-shirt. And then like in season two, you're like, I think I'm going to get a Miyagi Do t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Like, yeah. Oh, just like oh, it's cracking. I up. tell you what, I won't get a fucking Eagle Fang T-shirt. That's just lame. Um, I like Eagle Fang. It's it's kind of like Harry Potter with the houses as well. The way they were starting it's to divide. Exactly like that. You're right. Yeah. Um, and as I said, it's to you. It's it's professional wrestling. It's a soap opera for men. And all yes, of this. you made a very good point where you said the show is like professional wrestling, where it's it's soap operas and, and people could turn babyface and people turn heel. And I was like, wow, you are you nailed it because it's people constantly changing uh sides and opinions, or someone's incredibly wrong, and then it all ends in a big fight that you're invested in, like leading up to a pay-per-view match. Yeah. And when those fights happen, you are pumped. Like Oh man, when fucking Daniel's son did the move, Mr. Miyagi move, where he like froze all of Crease's limbs, I was like, he did the move. <laughs> I haven't seen the movies, but he did the move. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's so cool. Well, um, and come on, credit I mean, to a show that made you care about three movies from the 80s that you've never seen. Exactly. Uh, I, I absolutely agree. And I can't wait. Once the, I finish Cobra Kai, I'm going to go watch the Karate Kid. I was thinking about stopping, but I was like, nah, I kind of like the train I'm on. So I'll wait until I finish it. And then I'll well, go and watch I got them. them all in 4K on app, so you enjoy them. Oh, I know you do. I'm going to watch them. Um, I was saying before, though, with the score and, and composers and stuff, but there's... Um, that song, you're the best around, mm-hmm. nothing's gonna end, which is obviously used in Karate Kid 1. And there's uh, there's one of the first lyrics in that is, history repeats itself. History repeats itself, try and, and you'll succeed. And Never doubt that you're the one, and you can up something, something. <laughs> oh, yeah, very good. So uh, I was like, well, history repeats itself. That doesn't make any sense. This is like the first karate tournament that he's going into in Karate Kid 1. And it turns out that song was written for Rocky 3, which Bill Conti is also the composer of. Mm-hmm. And they wrote it, and Sylvester Sloan went, no, I don't know that. I don't want it. And he rejected it, and he went, I'm going to go with Eye of the Tiger. So he went with Eye of the Tiger, and that song was just left hanging. Bill Conti, when he did well, Karate Kid, was like, hey, I got this song, and it kind of works is perfectly. It, is, it been, is that super confirmed because they talked about that on the um was it the always sunny podcast it's 100 percent confirmed. where they said that they i know that they recorded a song they had they had like a day or two to record a song and they recorded a, one of the songs and then they just had time left so they made eye of the tigers like a joke and then stallone came in and was like uh i want eye of the tiger they're like but we spent all our time in this other song he's like no i want eye of the tiger that's the song but it, uh, from what I heard from that story was the other song was never confirmed what it was. Yeah, I'm not saying that that was the other song. I'm just saying that that was one of the songs written for Rocky Three. I'm not saying that between that and Eye of the Tiger, that was the competition. It very well may not be. But that song, right. You're the Best, is written for Rocky Three and just wasn't accepted. Um so uh, yeah, I thought that was cool and a fun little bit. That's why it's history repeats itself because obviously it's Rocky Three and he's doing the same thing over and over again. Um, so that was pretty cool. Other things I've watched, um, I watched that show White Lotus that you recommended. Mm-hmm. Hated it. <laughs> I did not. I know you really liked it, and um, it? yeah, I finished it. I fe- felt like there was. I thought it was a who done it. It's not a who done it. It's just like 
just a story about a bunch of people that are all weird in a hotel. So much deeper than that. That's, I know, uh, and I know it, you said so that. There's so much but... meaning to everything, and don't worry about it. It's like you said. There's some. There's. I watch a lot of highbrow stuff that you just don't like, and that's fine. And you watch. Yeah, I just of, don't want to go that. You watch a lot things. of mainstream stuff that I cannot stand, and that's just the way you and I are. Absolutely, Woody and Buzz, as we've said yeah. in other episodes of the podcast. Um, I, on the other hand, listeners think that White Lotus is one of the the best dark comedies ever made, and I loved it. So blow, I recommend it. Blows my mind hearing that. But yeah, that's cool. Everybody's got their their things that they like and don't like. Uh, and then and finally, I'm looking forward to season two, which is out in a week. Are you serious? They're making mm-hmm. a second season. Oh yeah. What? It's a whole new cast. I and... think it's Jennifer Coolidge goes to a different. Um, uh, Holiday resort, resort. Right. Yeah. She's the she's the thread. Okay, um, you don't have to look like I'm punching you in the face. <laughs> when I talk about this. Just, <laughs> Your eyes have gone numb. Uh, the final thing that I watched, which I've watched a billion times over, but it's Halloween and I like to watch it, is Batman Forever. It is a guilty pleasure of mine. It's one of my favorite Batman movies, and I love it. And if anybody out there loves Batman Forever uh, and thinks it's a good one. Let me know because I think it's it's pretty fucking good as a Batman movie. It's it's pretty solid movie. It's not the best. But I think it does think its, now it when does I, its job. I think now when I recommend stuff, I have to do it on a scale of Cobra Kai to White Lotus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to like that. gauge like which way it falls because obviously Cobra Kai is very mainstream. Very, this is the plot. You don't need to like pay attention to like hidden meanings or anything this is what you get and like that's and that's totally fine i'm not judging at all like i totally yeah, yeah. i think cobra kai is the better show it's fucking amazing um but yeah in the future when you're like recommend me something i'll have to like gauge more on the cobra kai level yep it sounds good um is there anything else you want to add before we jet off them uh just go check out uh, speechcomics.com sign up for my newsletter i'm launching my very own zombie comic called outbreaks which is i'm hoping to be the first ever ongoing zombie anthology comic which is kind of like black mirror meets the walking dead with every issue having sort of a different story and a different take unique take on the zombie apocalypse whether it be a blending with another genre or just a unique sort of version of uh, a trope that's old and familiar but done in a new and refreshing way so please go to speechcomics.com and check out the book and you will slowly hear more about it on my social medias there all right yeah be sure to do that um again if you want to follow me on anything it's at chef alex robson i will be appearing on some tiktok stuff soon um with a collaboration which i can't talk about at this very moment but it's really fun and it's really cool and it's to do with my pizza business that i run so go check that out and i'll sure to put that on the socials um so we will be returning for Batman the Animated Series podcast, this Christmas, as the next episode we are going to review, episode two is Christmas with the Joker. Um, with the Joker! Which is one of the, bam, the, bam, the few bam. episodes, that's one of the few episodes that Mark Hamill had to dub his voiceover because they had already animated over mm-hmm. Tim Curry. Um, and it's really interesting to see that, like the Make Him Laugh, where we see what Curry's was like and then how Hamill kind of did the same speech pattern, but he just put so much character into it. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Christmas with the Jokers, a, a, a go-to watch every year for oh, yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. So we will be back this holiday season with Christmas with the Joker. Oh, oh. 
Oh, so that's all. Halloween. Oh yeah, happy Halloween! <laughs> that was the whole point of this. I didn't mention Halloween once. Fucking hell! Uh, happy Halloween, everybody! And that's all the time we've got for this week. Join us next time where we'll continue talking all things Batman: The Animated Series. Until then, I've been Alex Robson. I've been Will Robson. And remember that we are vengeance. We are the night. We are a podcast. We are vengeance. Vengeance. We are vegetables. Hey, look. We on Iquil. You suggested that last time, and I was like, we okay. Are podcasters and we professional are. writers and artists and professional pizza makers. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Doodles. <laughs>Sounds like you're sucking a dick. Sucking on a... Delivered by the milkman, grapefruit juice and vodka. Oh, mama. Oh, shit. It is fancy. It is freshly squeezed, just like my nips. I'm very happy. (laughs) (laughs) And just see someone milking you like a cow. Just... Simultaneously, just how loose it. do you think my nips are? You're doing like the <laughs> well, no, they're gonna grab the whole motion, yeah, they're gonna grab the whole boob and then they'll just come out the nips. I need more than one hand for that. <laughs> Not if you're bent over a pail. <laughs> oh my god, you saying sweet swing low, sweet chariots. Oh, just get those milkers out. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I'm. Sorry, am I, am I objectifying you? You are. How dare you? I'm so sorry. How how non-PC of me. You cunt. <laughs> uh, Which stands for cool, understanding, new age, uh, totally cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one word, totally cool guy. Um... Yeah, that's me to a T. You did watch the episode, right? I literally just watched it. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I'm excited. You want to get started? Yep. Okay.